Minus 15. Respect all, fear none. Into the upper deck. Intensity is not a perfect. Oh, mercy! Five, four, three, two, one. The fight is finished and the Nationals have won it. They are your 2019 World Series champions, winning Game 7 here 6-2. Welcome to the Mass and All Access Podcast, everybody, presented by Marymount University. Visit MarymountSaints.com to learn more about our student-athletes and programs today. Bobby Blanco, Paul Mancano from Minute Maid Park in Houston, Texas. They're the World Series champions, Paul. They've pulled it off. They're the first team ever to win four World Series games on the road. A back and forth affair again. We just have seen this script a couple of times now. This series, where actually this whole postseason, this whole season, really for the Nationals, they fall down early, but they manage to claw their way back into it and then bust it open and finish it out at the end. They were behind in every elimination game, and then they come back on top. This, just like Game Six, this game in itself was a game for the ages. This series was a series for the ages. Any series that goes seven games is, you know, an outstanding World Series. But this one in particular, this postseason run, I think, will go down as one of the greatest postseason runs by any team ever. Mm -hmm. Ever. And this entire season will go down as one of the greatest single-season comebacks of any team ever. This is going to take so long for us to digest (laughs) and and understand what is going to happen, but... It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a joyous ride until the 2020 season begins because they are the reigning champions. There's going to be a parade in Washington D.C. down Constitution Avenue, just like we had Unreal. last summer with the Capitals. You mentioned how historic it is. I'm trying to figure it out. Here we go. Um, for obviously the 1931 start um, back on May 24th for the Nationals through the. Through that mark, they had the worst record through 50 games of a season than any other team that has gone on to win it all. So, like you said, they actually are an historic team. They are one of the best teams to ever pull off that feat. Like I mentioned, uh, one of the, the first teams to win all four games on the road. Uh, what else? There's so many, like, for, I mean, this team is historic because they did so many different things that has never been done before. Uh, Steven Strasburg and Max Scherzer, the Nationals were 10-0 and when one of those te- one of those players started, one of those pitchers started, that is the first time a duo in any start in any postseason that's ever happened, winning all ten of their starts, uh, just an unbelievable f- accomplishment for this team. You could see it in their faces, like how much it means to them. You know, obviously winning a world championship is important to any professional athlete, but I don't think I've ever seen. Well, we've never seen a world championship ball, but I don't think I've ever seen so many players just break down, and cry. Max Scherzer was in tears. I, I cannot believe. Davey Martinez was stopping his tears from flowing. Mark Brick Rizzo, Steven Strasburg, Ryan Zimmerman. They just, it meant so much to them as this particular unit to come together and win this thing. And and they've all said in all their post-game press conferences from the few things I've heard that it's because they came together, they were a single solid unit and back each other up all season long was how they were able to pull this off. Before this game, I was talking to Mark Zuckerman on Mass and All Access, and he said it would be great if Max Scherzer could come back and pitch lights out and lead them to their first world championship. But we live in the real world, and a lot of that stuff doesn't happen most of the time. That was as close to a storybook ending, to a storybook postseason in a storybook season for the Nationals. I mean, it is. it was written like a drama, the yeah. entire thing. 
It, it was. It had every twist, every character that you could possibly want. You had so many veterans on this team who earned it, who deserved it. Ryan Zimmerman in his 15th oh season God. took him 15 seasons to get here and to win it all. Max Scherzer, who had gotten here and lost. Max Scherzer, who had been scratched from Game 5, who pitched Game 7 until his arm was about to fall off. Steven Strasburg like Zimmerman, drafted number one overall and anointed the savior of this franchise for him to get to the mountaintop. All of these guys, every it's it's not a cliche with this team to say that every single one of these guys got them here, and every single one of these guys deserves a bit of that trophy. Right, and we unfortunately don't have enough time to talk about all these people, yeah. all these guys. They all deserve it. That will be the whole offseason. <laughs> yeah, we have plenty of time in the offseason to talk about it. Let's talk about a few of those guys you just mentioned. First off with Max, because he did start tonight. He was starting pitcher, like you said, scratched on Sunday from Game 5 with his back, neck, shoulder stiffness. You know, he could not get himself dressed. Uh, we, we, you had the video of him throwing on flat ground yesterday before Game 6. He's going to start. He's going to give him the, all he could. He ended up giving them a solid outing. I think if you would have if I would have told you going into game seven, Max Scherzer would pitch five innings and only give up two runs, You, I think the Nationals would take that and be like, okay, I mean, he's not going to be the reason we're going to lose if that's the case. Our offense needs to pick up some up, and they end up doing it. But Max, a, a gutsy, just absolutely gutsy effort to come out here. I, again, like we said after game six, it was the quality of innings he could get. I think five was the kind of target I had for him in my mind. That's what he reached. He really labored through some of those innings, some of those at-bats too, because, I mean, you could tell. He was throwing the heat, but the command was off. I feel like he didn't have his full range of motion to, to, to hit the command and hit his spots the way he wanted to. But he just gutted through those five innings and gave his team a chance, and they rewarded him. And how many runners on base did the Astros leave? I believe they were 0 for 10 with runners on base in this game. Every time that they struggled with runners on base, you have to credit Max Scherzer yeah. for getting out of those jams. He got out of so many jams and was able to keep such a potent lineup quiet. And as as the game, we've said this entire postseason, if the Nationals have a single out left, they are a threat to come back in any game. Yeah. They were just hanging around. They had not scored runs until, what, the, the seventh inning was the Anthony Rendon first yep. run of the game. Yep. They were down 2 nothing, but they were never out of it. They, because all they need, all they needed this entire postseason was a puncher's chance. Yeah. All they needed was to be within striking distance in order to come back and win this. And Max Scherzer kept them within striking distance. Another first inning, that, that or second inning rather, that felt like they had scored 10 runs right. when they scored one. Another uh, uh, performance where it felt like the Astros had grown this incredible lead, and within three swings of the bat, they're right back in it, yep. and boom, the Nationals have the lead back. Yep. And it was the same cast of characters that brought them back time and time again. It was Anthony Rendon who hit the, who hit the home run in L.A. in Game 5. It was Howie Kendrick who hit the Grand Slam in Game 5. It was Juan Soto adding in RBI in, in, a, in a World Series that he easily could have won MVP just like Strauss. Mm-hmm. So... It, it was all of these guys. It was in. It was a storybook ending for it to happen this and, way. And you felt like for a while there, after Scherzer got through his fifth inning, I was like, okay, the offense had to get something against Granky, and who knows how long Granky could have kept going. But the, the big decision and something that we're, we will probably be talking about all offseason was the decision to pull Granky by AJ Hinch and not go. to Garrett Cole was in this Astros bullpen all night long. 
got up and down a couple of times, started throwing, started loosening up, and never came into this game. And I wonder if that's going to be something that we did not. I did not hear AJ Hitch's post-game press conference, but that was some. That felt like the turning point. Once the Nationals got Granky out of the game and got back into this Astros bullpen, that by the way has been kind of spent over this series. They have this. The Nationals have done a good job of getting to the. We talk about how great this Astros rotation and. One of the keys every night felt like, all right, just get this starter pitcher out of the game, get to the bullpen, and maybe you have a self a better chance. That's what they did tonight when Granke was cruising, and they were able to take advantage of it in the seventh, adding on some extra runs in the eighth and ninth to finally blow it open and win by four. And another, <laughs> I mean, the way that it happened with Kendrick's home run literally hitting the foul pole a, f- right a, a foot over the fence, too. Yeah. It, it did barely had the distance. Uh, I mean, I was... Um, I, I uh, full disclosure. I was wrapping the camera to with trash bags to get it ready to take down to a champagne-filled locker room because I did the same thing with the with the wild card game, game before they came back in that game. I did the same thing in the NLDS uh, game five because this team was never out of it. Yeah. If if they had a single at bat left, that they were going to be able to come back. Um, those questions for. A.J. Hinch, that we did not hear because right. we were not in that no, those press conferences. We were conference. in a champagne party. Yep. Uh, those are going to be ones that I'm sure will haunt the Astros for a long time. Yeah. And they will think back on what they could have done differently in this Game 7. And for once, it is not the Nationals who are going to be thinking about that. How no. many How many postseasons? I mean, every postseason up until then, up until now, have, have they had to go back it, and fans have had to digest everything that went wrong all of the wrong decisions that were made along the way. It's four. I can tell you that it's four. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. 12, 14, 16, and 17. Right, it's right. four. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the, every every decision in every elimination game, three of those went to game fives. One of them didn't. But every one of those, you know, I think back to 2017 and, and all of the little things that went wrong um, for them to lose that game. That that doesn't have to be this year. Nope. Nope, it's not. It's not the story this year, and thank God it's not. The story is actually – Happiness, a victory, a win, a trophy. That the Commissioner's Trophy is coming to D.C. Uh, the first time a D.C. team has won the World Series since 1924. 24, yeah. I mean, it's just, if there was ever a team to do it, it felt like this team. Like, I, it's cliche, 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 cliche. Dave Martinez has just preached all along, just stay in the fight, go one another day. And that stay in the fight, you know, like you said earlier, Paul, they just needed a shot. They needed a shot at the postseason. They got to the wild card game. All right, then we just need a shot at the Dodgers. You win the wild card game. All right, who knows what happened in game five. Then you sweep the Cardinals. All right, you're going against the best team in baseball, huge underdogs, and you win four games on the road. Just give us a chance. And that's all the Nationals asked for all season long, even when they were at 19-31 and and they were able to play. There's so many different guys, heroes you can talk about, the big ones we've already mentioned. We can talk about MVP Steven Strasburg right now. I mean, I believe I saw he's the first number one overall pick ever to win the World Series MVP. That's amazing. And, you know, we were sitting on the field because, you know, we we're covering the trophy presentation and we're like, all right, who's, we, we got to talk to our Hannah Broder back in the office. Who, who won MVP? We need to get a graphic ready. We were thinking Rendon, Soto. Soto came up with the clutch RBI hit and obviously a home run. Uh, I know three I home runs in the World Series, the youngest player ever to do that. Anthony Rendon hit a home run, and Strasburg, for whatever reason, and he should have, but never crossed our mind. Yeah. We're like, oh, oh, yeah, of course, Steven Strasburg. Like, yeah. he was nails this entire postseason, and especially in the World Series. And, I, and uh, you know, I know the stats aren't mind-boggling, but you could make a case 
contextually for Max Scherzer just because he was able to pitch this game yeah. and and give the his team a chance. He gets the but, hard award. But yeah, I mean, all I I think of those three guys, Rendon, Soto, and Straza, all three of them deserve that award. Uh, all three of them could have gotten that award, and we would have been not surprised at no. all. But then you do think about. I mean, we were here. We were in this exact same spot 24 hours ago talking about how that was one of the best performances that we'd seen in the postseason yep. from one of, now historically, one of the best postseason pitchers of all time. Um, absolutely deserving by Steven Strasburg. And just to, to putting in a, a bow on it, the yeah. whole thing. The fact that he was able to do that. The fact that, I mean, the, the, the lasting, I think some of the lasting images from this are going to be Zimmerman holding the trophy. You got a great picture of Zimmerman screaming with the flag, with the flag, yeah. um, him kissing the trophy. The uh, Strasburg, um, I, I, he was giving the trophy to uh, his wife and daughter, and his daughter was touching the trophy. He said, "Got to be careful." It was uh, just one of the sweetest, sensitive moments. Yeah. Um, there are going to be so many images uh, that that Nationals fans are never going to be able to forget from this World Series. Yeah, and for Strasburg, I mean. Kind of long. He's like, if you think about people or the players that what they mean to this franchise, you start with Ryan Zimmerman, obviously, but then Strasburg's number two. He has yeah. to be. He's been here since maybe the next longest, probably. I don't know how the exact dates in front of me, but and what he's meant to this team, and then obviously the deciding a couple years back to stay within sign that extension instead of hitting free agent the free agent market. Um, you know, moving his family from Southern California to D.C. and living there year round. You know, th- he just meant so much to this team, this organization. Fans love him. He's not the most rambunctious guy. You know, someone asked Davey Martinez. I actually know. I think it was it Ryan Zimmerman Zim, yeah. uh, pregame. Like, what's the difference between Scherzer and and Strasburg? And he was like, their preparation. They're both the same. They're like, and they're mad dogs when it comes to preparing for a start. But obviously. Scherzer's more rambunctious. Strasburg's a little more reserved and quiet. Doesn't mean he's any less competitive. I think that's a, a, I think it's because he's that way and he has that perception of fans. Seeing him get like this emotional and this like vibrant on the field after winning the World Series and being named MVP just kind of really tears out your heartstrings and like really is an emotional moment for Nationals fans everywhere and anyone involved or, uh, with this team and cheering on because he is a guy that. He put this team on his back for this this World, this World Series postseason. Like I said, 10-0 and Scherzer and Strasburg starts. And, and also coming from a guy who struggled so much. Not struggled, but I shouldn't say struggled, but had so many ups and downs. Or, you know, he was crowned the chosen one, number one overall pick. A guy who was supposed to be a sure ballot Hall of Famer. And, you know, it was never was if it was never right, he could not pitch to his expectations. And he even said in his postgame press conference, that was the only one I heard with his daughters in the room, too. Like, you know... I learned a lot about myself over the past couple of years and how that I'm a perfectionist, but there are times where I just have to fight through that and, and become a better pitcher. And, and what a better stage to do that than the World Series and winning an MVP. And uh, just as, as deserving as uh, Strauss was, Scherzer as yeah. well. I mean, the, the, the another lasting image that we're going to have is the song We Are the Champions by Queen yeah. being played in the, in the clubhouse. If you haven't seen the video of it already, you should. Um, and Scherzer in the middle holding the commissioner's trophy up over his head yeah. and singing that song. <laughs> and, I mean, you think about a guy who wanted it more than almost anybody in right. the game of baseball, maybe probably more than anybody in the game of baseball, and for him to get this and to empty the tank like this. But one more note on, on Strauss, too, is 
you know, uh, not to bring up old terrible history, but there was always g- that thing hanging over him that was being shut down in 2012. Yep. And that was always for the dumbest of reasons that should never have carried over the franchise or Strasburg himself as something that, um, you know, was going to weigh them down. That book is closed. That book is absolutely closed. Um, not only just about the perception of him as a, as an athlete and him, his entire career, um, but also of the nationals getting to that mountaintop of the idea that that, that philosophy that led them to shutting him down was correct. Yeah. And it, and it was absolutely right. And the, the, the result, even if they lost, you know, it was still, even if they lost this world series, even if they got a limit, it was still the right decision but finally we can put that to bed because that is that should never have have carried on for so long. Yeah, his performance throughout this postseason and in this World Series, win or lose tonight in Game 7 in which he didn't pitch, didn't have to pitch, you know, there was questions whether he might come out of the bullpen and kind of uh, pull a, what was it, a Randy Johnson Randy back in Johnson, 2001. Yep. Uh, you know, that win or lose tonight, I think that story would have been completely rewritten in terms of Strasburg because of the way he pitched this. Yeah. You know, he would have been like the MVP of the losing team had the Nationals not pulled it off because, you know, he's the reason they made it to a game seven. Yeah. Um, and, and his performance, like I said, we talked about it last night, was historic, unbelievable, eye-opening, and just an incredible performance. You know, and now, and on the kind of, I don't know how he's going to match up now. Scherzer is a first battle Hall of Famer, no doubt. Strasburg, He's building up a resume. That could be a conversation for later. But I, Scherzer will never now be, you know, he was a, kind of in that mix with, like, Clayton Kershaw. He's, like, mm-hmm. one of the greats that never won it. Yep. And that's no longer a story because he has his World Series. And you could tell, not that he that was in his mind, but how much this he wanted it. So, like you said, he has all the personal accolades that he could ever want. Obviously, he wants more, but he wants the World Series. Yep. He wants that championship. He wanted it so bad, you know, we saw the pictures at the NLCS with him holding his, he- his hands on his head. Picture that, but him bawling his eyes out on the, on, on the stage tonight. I, he just wanted it so bad, and he has now solidified himself as one of the greatest of all time because he now also has a World Series ring. Yeah, there's almost nothing he hasn't accomplished yeah. at this point. Multiple Cy Youngs in both leagues, which is extremely rare. Back-to-back Cy Youngs. Um, the maybe as Ryan Zimmerman said before the game, maybe the greatest free agent signing of all time. He's mm-hmm. got that as going for him as well, and finally he has a, a World Series trophy to go along with it as well. And I mean, not to look too far ahead, but you just never know, you know, when a guy is 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 done with his career. Yep. And for him, who is now 35 years old, yep. he is reaching. The same with Zimmerman. The, the kind of questions about, well, you know, are they starting to tail off? When are they going to be finished? They got it done <laughs> at the right time. Yeah. I mean, because if, if they had gotten this close and lost, that would be absolutely devastating. But they checked that box because y- you, just, you just never know when you're going to be able to, to get back. Yeah. Um, and and on, on, in terms of straws, I mean, what a resume, especially this season, that he has already built for himself. And he's only... 30 30 years old i think an incredible um resume and it, it, this puts another feather in his cap on yeah. what could be when he's never won a cy young but now as a world series mvp 
what could be a, a Hall of Fame career. Yeah, you can put him up there with Madison Bumgarner, Kurt Schilling, at range all the great postseason performances from a starting pitcher. Steven Strasburg's name is right there with them yep. right now because of the 2019 postseason and the 2019 World Series where he was a champion and an MVP. All right, let's, before we wrap this up, I mean, this has just been an insane. I, like, let's talk about the top of the seventh because that was the game changer. Let's break that down real quick. Be, you know, Anthony Rendon gets a home run. Cuts and cuts the Astros lead to two to one. Then you get Juan Soto to draw a huge walk, and then a couple of batters later, Howie Kendrick, like we mentioned, the home run off the foul pole. At that point, I'm not thinking they're going to do it. I'm thinking, all right, it's going to be easier to stomach if they end up not losing. I could. It would be really hard to stomach like if they got shut out or again only put up one run like we saw at Nationals Park. It's like okay. They're awake now. They're at least putting up a final push. It's if they do it great. If they're not, if they don't, that's fine because you know they didn't go down without swinging. But then obviously in the eighth and ninth, it kind of blows away, gets away from the Astros. Patrick Corbin was nails, and they had a couple more runs. But that seemingly, like we said, the Granky being taken out of the game, the home runs in the seventh seemed to really catapult this team to a championship. And just like in. Uh, game five of the NLDS. Rendon homer starts it. Howie Kendrick comes up with a game-winning homer. They win by four in a game that was so much, so much closer than yeah. that for most of it. Yeah. And and that was the story of this um, this World Series especially was you look at the scores, the average margin of victory was five runs. These games were not five-run games. There was only one one-run game, and that was yeah. game one, right? But it, Exactly. But it, it, it never felt like that. Right. You know, it... it it never felt late lead changes. Yeah, late lead ch- and late tacking on of runs. Yeah. you know there were there were uh, many games in this series, especially in DC, that um, were games until the seventh or eighth inning, and then a team was able to pull away. That was the Nationals today. I yeah. mean, they they put the they. We all knew that you know the question once they took the lead was well how is Dave, I heard it on the broadcast how is Davey Martinez going to be able to piece together these last nine outs. Well, if your offense keeps scoring, you don't really have to worry about that too it's much. A little, it's a lot easier. But also, great job by Patrick Corbin to come in. 100%. Wait, I thought he was going to be used probably for an inning tonight, maybe a little bit more. He was outstanding out of yeah. the bullpen tonight. I, I thought they were just going to let him face Brantley that one more time and then pull him, the left-hander. Yeah. But he ended up going three innings. Yeah. And uh, unbelievable, striking out, I believe, three, no runs, only I, – I don't even think he allowed a hit. Uh, this, this goes back to also, like, kudos to Mike Rizzo, too, because – how much this team values starting pitching, mm-hmm. you know, it also goes to show, okay, in situations like this, starting pitching doesn't mean just, you know, you start the game. These guys are the best pitchers on the planet. I'm going to use them whenever I want. Also, obviously, David Martinez, too. Patrick Corbin, I, th- I believe he had way, I believe he had more relief appearances and starts in this postseason. He did, I think. And he became one of, if not the most important reliever yep. for the Nationals bullpen because he bridged that gap between starter and and Hudson and Doolittle. Something he had never really done in his career. He'd only made a couple appearances out of the bullpen in his career uh, and obviously had never pitched in postseason. For him to adjust that quickly and and another guy whose story, like Howie Kendrick um, and him changing the story in Game 5 of the NLDS, Patrick Corbin's story, if they had gotten bounced early, would have been radically different because he had that one of relief appearance where he just blew up. He had some starts where he did not look great in this postseason. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, he turned into a nails, nails option for Davey Martinez off the bench. Yeah. And and Mike Rizzo, you know, 
building this the way he was able to build this team, he got so much flack during the regular season for not building that bullpen. Yeah. And look, it 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 may have cost them the division and it may have made them play a wild card game, but it worked out. Yep. It it worked out because the the goal is not to, you know, he has always said it's it's not necessarily to win 100 games during the regular season, it's to win 90 plus games get to the postseason and have the best postseason team. Yeah. And that's what they did. They had the the best postseason team because it's a different, entirely different game in the postseason. You don't have to worry about, you know, bridge get having your bullpen be used for this for to eat up four innings because you have these outstanding starters out of the bullpen. It's it's insane to think about Going back to the early parts of the season, the Nationals had the worst bullpen in all of baseball, and we're sitting here talking about how Max Scherzer only pitched five innings and the yeah. bullpen locked down a victory, the, even though it was Patrick Corbin. But this bullpen locked down a couple, four victories, four huge victories here in Houston. They finished the season with the worst bullpen ERA in baseball, worse than the Orioles, worse than it was 30th of 30. I wonder how many World Series championships were were won by teams. I think it was the worst ERA ever by a a bullpen ERA. That that is mind-boggling. An eventual World Series That is mind-boggling. We all knew that that was the weakest link of this team, and and for them to not have to rely on it in in a model that, you know, many thought might be unsustainable um, is is mind-boggling. I mean, credit credit goes, like I said, all, all around, and... We haven't even talked on, touched on the fact that Davey Martinez, the guy who was getting run out of town a few months ago, yeah, back in May, and let alone during the disaster that was the 2018 season, yeah, is is standing up there with a world with the commissioner's trophy and, and had a heart surgery a month ago. I mean, this guy has a been week before the season ended. Yeah, like he was. Hit. We didn't know if he was going to be able to manage the he wild the whole card week. game. He missed the whole week worth of games. He was back home and bedridden. I mean, it was it's just an incredible story for him, too. You feel so happy for him, especially, you know, as guys. I think you and I were both Davey backers this season and all of last season. We, you know, tried to give him the benefit of the doubt and, and believed in him that he could pull it off to see him do it. And we've talked about it a hundred times, Paul. He outmanaged A.J. Hinch. He pitched – he outmanaged Dave Roberts. He, he – Easily outmanaged the Cardinals, <laughs> but that was just more so the Nationals were just better than them. He didn't yeah. really have to do much there. He outmanaged um, the, the Brewers. Great uh, Council. Great yeah. Council. He pushed every right button this postseason. I, I can't think of any, any move that he made that drastically backfired. Uh, you know, maybe Fernando Rodney in one of the games at right. Nats Park in the World Series, but even then, that was a game you're probably going to lose anyway. Exactly, exactly. And some people were criticizing him for for they, what they thought might have been throwing away those games um, because you had to, you know, you had to win those. <laughs> it worked out, and it, it, you know, those were games that they ended up losing by more than two or three runs. Yeah. Those were, you know, ended up being blowouts because that bullpen gave up those runs. But it allowed him to you to save his best guys yeah. for when it mattered most. Yeah, it's a truly incredible story. The the 2019 Nationals are a team that we will be talking about obviously the rest of the off season. It is the off season now. That's crazy too. I can't believe this is over. Uh, and you know, for a long this team has so many storylines. We're gonna have to keep talking about over the. There's too there's too much to talk about right now. Yeah. You know, we're gonna have an hour and a half long podcast if we continue this story anymore. All you need to know now. The Nationals are your 2019 World Series champions. Steven Strasburg is your 2019 World Series MVP. 
And, Paul, you're my MVP for this postseason. Mass and All Access, we, it's been so much fun covering this team this past month. I've, all season long, but this past month, traveling the country, you know, the wild card game was crazy. Going to L.A. for a five-game series, then straight to St. Louis and a sweep, and then coming here in a seven-game World Series. Yeah. Seven, seven games. We covered a Game 7 World Series. That's incredible. So, big kudos to you, man. I'm, I'm really Me happy too. to enjoy the, uh, this ride with you. I, I couldn't do it with anybody else. And also, we got to give shout-outs to Olivia Witherwright, who left us halfway through this <laughs> this postseason. Oh. We, we could have used you tonight. So much <laughs> so much content that needed to go out. Also, uh, thanks to uh, Amy Jennings, Ryan Angler, Mangelmeyer, and... Um, uh, Hannah, Hannah Broder, Broder back in the studio. And also we need to give a shout-out to Mark Zuckerman, Byron Kerr, Pete Kurtzel on the editorial side uh, for MassInSports.com, and, of course, our boss, Spear Alapasas. <laughs> I mean, there's so many things we need to hand out. This has been a phenomenal ride for Mass and All Access, the Mass and All Access podcast. It's And, and what yeah. way to end it than a World Series championship. And thank you, of course, to you for yeah. following along this whole postseason. We knew that Nationals fans uh, were some of the best in baseball and were absolutely dedicated in just – wanted a winner yeah they just wanted to see a winner and we saw them show out time and time again not just at the ballpark showing up at at the bullpen um in game five or, or game seven tonight yeah and uh you know showing up at the ballpark selling out the ballpark in rain they just needed a winner that mark zuckerman has said it for years they just needed a winner to show what great fans that they could be yeah. um and uh obviously this team has um, you know, not been in D.C. for all that long, 15 years, but um, worth the wait, worth the wait. And you do think about um, a lot of the people that, you know, got to see this before. I, I think of um, one of my friends, her her grandmother or her grandfather, you know, uh, Nationals fan since they got there, always a baseball fan um, and got to see this. Yeah. And you, you think about all of the fans along the way that that got to see this. And, and we talked about. You know that we, Mark has always said that uh, the Nats just needed a generation of fans to grow up with the team here. Yep. And now, this generation of fans has seen a World Series championship, and it's only going to go up from That's there. That's how you grow a fan base. You know, win a championship, have enjoyable players like Juan Soto, Victor Robles, Anthony Rendon, Trey Turner to root for, and older guys that you know that. A generation can relate, like Max Scherzer, Stephen Strasburg, Sean Doolittle. I mean, there's just too many, too many. This team is just so likable yeah. on so many different accounts, and that is how this fan base is going to grow. They're going to get attached to these guys. They're going to get attached to Davey Martinez. They're already attached to Mike <laughs> Rizzo. I mean, and the Lerner family. They have done such a great job building this franchise from the bottom up um, and becoming not only a contender, now a champion, a winner. And a staple, not just in Washington, D.C., but in all of baseball and all of sports yeah. uh, as, a, as a title, as a franchise to be reckoned with. Absolutely. And it's it's a, a moment in, a, a, in time that, you know, these, these fans will never forget. And it, you never know how, how often it comes around. Um, and, and it, you know, you, you could, it could be 100 years, 108 years like the Cubs for, you know, next yeah, time it, it happens. Honestly, though, it's, it's you know, I call me a Debbie Downer, but every time, like especially in a Game Seven, it's gonna be like you're. If they lose, yeah, 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 they were that close, and you never know if they're gonna get back. And exactly. this group of guys too, you know, Ryan Zimmerman might never get another chance at this, and he's a guy that every national. How can you not love Ryan Zimmerman, even if you're not a Nationals fan? Yeah, just the most easy go. Like you know, you just feel so bad. He might not ever get a shot. Max Scherzer fail, fails again in the World yeah. Series. You know. Who knows what ha- how yeah. the careers that Juan Soto and Trey Turner, Anthony Rendon, Anthony Rendon might not even be here next year. It was just going to be 
so hard to stomach if they couldn't pull it off because, like you said, you never know when you're going to get back because it's so hard to get to the World Series, nonetheless win one. And the fact that they're, they're, this, this group in particular, the fact that they were able to pull it off, I think makes it that much sweeter. All of these guys, this, this team as a whole, I think, was great for baseball. Yeah. The fact that this team got to win. And, and you do think about all of the guys, the veteran guys in this team, that got to get their first ring. Yeah. Think about Zimmerman. You think about the fact that Patrick Corbin never pitched in a playoff game. You think about yeah. you think about Straz. You think about Scherzer. Um, you think about Dozier. You think about every guy on this. Rendon, obviously, another top draft pick by this team. You think about every single guy. Rodney. All of these veterans that have been around the game so long and have never gotten that ring. The fact that Daniel Hudson started this year with the Blue Jays and was able to get a ring. Yeah. Doolittle. I mean, just it, just a couple years ago with the A's. Yeah, yeah. it is just it is just great to see. And not that the Astros didn't deserve it because they most of them had rings right, from right, two years right. ago, but to spread the wealth a little bit and to give all of these guys a chance and a taste of of a World Series championship that that they will have forever and they will keep on their mantelpiece forever. Yeah, and um, that's a beautiful thing about baseball. I don't think baseball has seen a back-to-back world champion since the Yankees uh, yeah. in, the late two, in the late 90s and, two, and 2000. So that's good for the sport. You know, keep it a rotation. Any, it's anyone's game at any given night, and anyone can win the World Series. You know, we were talking about just a couple weeks ago how, you know, the Dodgers were a sure thing to make the World Series, and the Astros were a sure thing to, to win it a whole thing and beat the Dodgers again. And the Nationals had some, a little something to say about that. And the t- the one year, the one year that I think people did not think they were going to win it. Yeah. I think I think every other year since 2012, so many prognosticators had them in the World Series. Yeah. But f- for them to do it in a year where they were left off a lot of people's preseason ballots in terms of uh, the po- the World Series, yeah. for them to do it point. in in this year yeah. is amazing. All right, well, again, we have to thank you so much for following along Mass and All Access throughout the postseason. Uh, and don't think we haven't noticed. We've seen the numbers, actually, and it's been fantastic. <laughs> yeah, we have thank to give you, guys. You, yeah, we have to give you so much thanks. I mean, for tuning in, for watching on um, the Mass and All Access Facebook page and on YouTube, it's just been incredible to see the reaction that we've gotten for the, not only Mass and All Access, but all the, on the podcast as well. So we really appreciate you guys all listening and spreading the word and sharing and, and, and commenting back. It's been a really, really great season, obviously, when a season ends like this. Um, but we're not done, obviously. Offseason is now officially underway. We can get into some nitty-gritty stuff, roster constructions. We, hey, we're who are the Nats going to say? <laughs> we're going to winter meetings in a month, Paul. Oh, my God. So we, leave, we, leave, we leave in probably in like five five weeks. Yeah, Winterfest is in like two months, and we... Good Lord. <laughs> uh, we also have a parade to cover now. Yeah. we got to go we're cover not done. parade. Not done. So stick with us, please. Uh, follow along the Mass on All Access podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and SoundCloud. As mentioned, the Mass on All Access Facebook page and YouTube channel on Mass Nationals. I'm at Bobby underscore Blanco. Paul is at Paul Mancano. Give us a follow. Tweet along with us throughout the offseason. We'll answer all your questions. We're going to probably do some fan mail bag podcast episodes throughout the offseason. A lot of talk about it's not over. Again, follow us with the parade coming up. We're going to be covering that throughout the day, course of that day. That's going to be really special, really exciting. Nationals fans are going to deserve that. Uh, the Mass and All Access podcast is brought to you by Marymount University. Visit MarymountSaints.com to learn more about our student athletes and programs today. Your Washington Nationals are World Series champs. Enjoy it, D.C. 